Isometric crew, roll out. Need Android. Google News cannot operate. Need more Android. <laughs> what just happened? I, I think she's trying to take over our show with Android nonsense that. is what she's trying to do. The entire crew of material is trolling us this week. <laughs> That's what I think is happening. Oh, God, I loved that. I, I think loved it's disrespectful. That. Well, I think the fact that they sent us 1,000 calls exactly <laughs> to our line, I think that was something something of a hint. So, I liked that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. More of those, yeah. please. I actually, I still don't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> my skin's a little tingly. My eyes are watering. I just don't know how to feel. That, that's just the usual <laughs> reaction to recording this podcast. So you get used to it after a while. You just kind of acclimate. Okay, so yeah, this is uh, still the the growth phase where you know you're trying it out for the first time. It still makes you feel a little bit anxious. You, you know, you kind of look around paranoid. You're worried that the cops might come. Um, <laughs> yeah. And slowly but surely, you know, y- you know what that feels like, and you just hit that uh, yeah, that that up point, and then you can just ride and coast. Yeah, and once the hives go away, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> There's cream for that. There's cream for everything. Uh, Dr. Panda's topical ointment. Yes. I do love myself some Dr. Pandas. <laughs> so I, I think I've come up with a way to be a better human being. Okay. And I think I've gotten this from Twitter. Okay. So, so what I was thinking about doing is from now on, like, you know, on this show every week, I have to, like, come up with opinions and... <laughs> You know, it's so stressful to, like, come up with things that are, you know, respectful to people that I thought I would just, like, start to answer some of the things that come into me just the same way people talk to me on Twitter about it. So, like, Georgia, Georgia, how how are your patients doing this week? Are you, do you have patients? Yes, I do. I do. I, I call them clients, not really patients, but um, they're doing great. I've, I was a really good week. Have you ever asked yourself if maybe your clients just aren't interested in being happy? Like maybe that's what's wrong with them? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> maybe they're just not interested in it. Maybe they're not as good at being happy as like happy people are. And maybe you should just give it up and stop thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should give up trying. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. That, that is an option. Um, yeah. True. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, um, yeah. But this Steve, how's that uh, dent in your car you were telling me about? How's that dent in your car? Oh, that dent in my car? It's uh, it's it's better now. It's all fixed. Did you get it fixed? Better now? But, Why are we talking about your car when we could be talking about my car? Well, we could. My car has many <laughs> dents in it. Uh, your car also has eyelashes. Which does Bree's car it does have, eyelashes? have eyelashes? That's right. Oh, yep. that's so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> well, Sorry. Like, how am I going dis- to differentiate? Actually, we yeah. we we actually went from Steve's car really easily. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I drive in Accord. It's not. It's not very exciting to talk about my car. Oh, I see. So you've got all that privilege of driving in Accord. <laughs> yet you're going to come on this podcast and talk to people <laughs> without Accords. Imperial, you? you global imperialist, Steve. Ah, oh, Steve. What is this method of being a better human? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You know, we're we're not supposed to talk about my plan for global imperialism on this show. That was that was a that was a ground rule that we talked about. 
So this is a good way to be a human, I think. This is this is a good plan for me in my life. Question everything? I'm still confused. Yeah. What is the what's what's oh, the plan? Okay, Mike, this is being a human as per what Twitter has taught Brie. Okay. Yeah. Now, now you understand. What all we need to do in order to counteract that is start singing the Golden Girls theme. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm ready. Ready? Bum, bum. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's actually playing. You got it like ready. Wow. Travel down the road and back again. <laughs> You're a pal and a confidant. Steve, I don't hear you singing. <laughs> oh, sing the high part. Sing it, girl. I am not going to sing the song. <laughs> you Thank you for being a friend. It'd be a panda inside. <laughs> this is how the show ends is we get like a cease and desist from the RIAA for playing the Golden Girls theme. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just makes me happy. That's it. Now, I, I feel really there's good. There's no hardship in the world after that song. That's just, I feel better. Uh-huh. Thank you. So, so, Georgia, do you have a friend? <laughs> do you have friends? I, uh, uh, BB-8 so? doesn't count, and neither does Rob. Oh, I was just going to grab Rob, too. Uh, now I'm sad. How, more importantly, do you have a Wii U? Oh, oh, yeah. Micah. It's too Micah. There's a new game coming out. Yeah. We get, should, I guess <laughs> oh. we should talk about video games, huh? Oh. All right. So let's talk about a game that, that Georgia can't play. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's bad. Oh. So we got a whole bunch of new information this week about the Twilight Princess remake that's coming out. This is a re-release or remaster, actually, of the Twilight Princess game that was the launch title for the Wii that was supposed to be a GameCube game and then ended up getting delayed enough that it became a launch title for the Wii. And it looks gorgeous from Polygon and, and a bunch of other sites have posted like the first 20 to 30 minutes of gameplay. And and I was surprised at how good this game looks or how good they were able to make this game look from the the really kind of chunky GameCube slash Wii graphics mm-hmm. that uh, that the original game was was kind of saddled with. Because, I mean, the, the original game looked good, but it didn't look – it looked good for the time. And it's it's amazing what they were able to do to kind of bring that back up to modern modern graphical standards, even though it still looks a little bit, you know, angular. Is it, is it wrong that I was, like, playing this, Steve, and, like, I'm watching the video for it, and I'm like – yeah, this link is hot. Like, is that a bad thought to have? I don't think so. I think that's I acceptable. I'm willing to go buy this game just based on Link's hotness. I kind of thought, who was the person with him at the beginning? Really? I, I didn't even notice. Really, I, him? I, I, <laughs> no. I, I thought that person was handsome. Did you? Yeah, I see. It's the beard. It's the beard thing. The beard. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, is is at the very beginning they're sitting next to like a pond or something and they're talking. Yeah, and the guy and was like saying, "You could do this." No way that dude is hotter than Link. I know. I didn't I don't say. Know. Whoa, I don't know. No one no. said anything about anyone being hotter than anyone. <laughs> I just said that that person was not bad looking. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, if you go watch this video, you're going to run into spoilers if you've never played the game before, uh, which wait, that's wait, just a good a tip in general. Involved? Is a dungeon involved? There's a, there's a, there's a character called Link. Uh, oh. There's a dungeon. There's but a horse. Like a... It for everyone. Right. Oh. Uh, you can turn into a beast. Um, oh. 
Yeah, so yeah, I think the amiibo that they're packing in with that kind of gives that part away. <laughs> they're Fair. packing in a wolf amiibo, and it says that that's what Link turns in. They're calling it a wolf like amiibo. I think it kind of gives away a little bit that the that Link that's, will turn to a wolf. Really, they shouldn't tell us that. I didn't. I didn't make the link there. Oh God! <laughs> oh. Wow! Oh. Oh, you are even, not enough of a dad oh. to make dad jokes like that. Oh, I really wish I had a Mario coin right now. You deserve one. <laughs> I, I feel like we should dock you some pay, Micah, for that <laughs> joke. I feel... I feel... Don't I get a chance yeah. to earn some pay before you can dock it? No, no, no. no, oh, I don't think okay. so. no you started a deficit and then you worked oh, your way see. up. I forgot that's how it worked. You all asked oh. after that one. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to my terrible puns. I have to say, I'm really excited for this. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but, uh, you know, there was a point in my life where I was literally so poor that I could not afford health care. Um, I was so broke, I could not even afford shoes to go to my job sometimes at, at GameStop. And um, it was really hard for me. The Christmas at Twilight Princess came out because I really wanted to play it, but I just right. literally could not afford it at the time. So um, I'm very, I'm really excited about getting this re-release. Did you, have you ever played it or not? I've, I've never played it. Oh, wow. It's, um, oh. Well, it's like, you know, it's hard because it was, this was a period of my life, I'd literally been homeless, like the month before it came out, right? Mm-hmm. Or two yeah. months before it came out. So. Right. It's just everything from that time period is just kind of dark. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, well, I can fully well. understand that. Yeah. Well, wow, that must have been really rough. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Sorry. Uh, looks like a good game. Looks like a good game. And there's a werewolf amiibo, which is great. Yeah. Well, it, What's interesting about that to me is by using the Amiibo, you can unlock a uh, special, like, extra hard, terribly terribly difficult to complete cave of challenge or something like that. Um, And whenever you play in this dungeon, the Amiibo can actually provide you with some extra hearts. So you can store hearts uh, in uh, in the statue and then use those uh, whenever you're in the dungeon. And I, I don't know, I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on hero mode uh basically what it does if you turn on the game has been enhanced by adding hero mode which when you do that uh the damage from your enemies is doubled hearts don't show up in in vases or in the grass if you have uh, a full purse then rupees don't stick around but most importantly the game is the entire world is actually mirrored so link isn't holding the sword in his left hand link is holding the sword in the right hand and a bunch of other things obviously are reversed but that just i don't know Uh, to to call it like i get the other parts like the damage and things like that but does reversing the world to make uh, you hold the sword in the other hand does that seem like a gimmick to anyone else or is that just me it really does because of the way we neurocognitively process information it's it's actually it does make levels feel repeatable when i saw the the announcement for that mode this is what i thought of when i was um i think i was 15 i was living in mississippi uh god me no i was younger than that but final fantasy 4 came out in the final dungeon, there was one room you could go into, and there was a one in 64 chance that you would get the pink tail, that this creature called the pink puff would drop it. 
And then there was a one in 64 chance after the one in 64 chance that you would get this one special drop called a rat tail, which you could take and get the, the highest armor in the entire game. So when I was like 12 or 13 or whatever, I literally sat there because I had nothing else to do. I had no job, <laughs> you know, like, like that's what you had time to do when you were a teenager. That is what this mode makes me think of because it just sounds nightmarishly hard and it's, it's not why I play Zelda, right? It just feels like a waste of time to me. I have no doubt there are people that are going to groove on it, but I mean, how do you feel? I mean, the difficulty I agree with you on, the, uh, as far as the mirroring is concerned, it's actually a really interesting throwback to the original game because when the game came out, it was released both on the GameCube and the Wii simultaneously. And they weren't exactly the same game. They, they were, the, those versions were mirrored against each other. So where you're going east in the Wii version, you're going west in the GameCube version. So this, for the people who were purists enough that they only the GameCube version would do, they're probably the most likely the people who would want to play this in something like a hero mode anyway. And so that's actually kind of a nice tip of the hat to the original GameCube version that, you know, the other part is that if you have the Ganondorf amiibo, you can actually double the damage on top of the damage that's doubled from hero mode. So you can actually quadruple the damage and... You know, uh, via con Dios, I guess. You know, we've talked about easy mode and, and difficulty in the game. And, you know, some people need that level of difficulty in order to enjoy it. And, if you know, I'm glad that it's there for them. It's not something... <laughs> I have enough trouble getting through Zelda games on regular difficulty. So I have no interest in making it, you know, any harder than it already is. Oh, I see Steve Lubitz. You want to censor games for the yes. rest of us. Yes, <laughs> exactly. She's going back to Twitter, Brie. No, take not away. Twitter, Brie. Expose Steve Lubitz. <laughs> no, Twitter, Brie, go away. For hardcore gamers, <laughs> hates us all. Yeah. We are Kotaku and Action Thread right now. I, I, yeah, I want every game to be... To, to be tiny wings that's what i want yeah. i don't want any other games other than tiny wings and that's the only game that i want to exist that's our do, do you guys think the amiibos are really a great idea and they're catching on or are they really kind of kitschy and you know are you asking me as someone concerned with like money making or are you asking me as someone who is a human <laughs> Let's take the human first. Uh, as a human, uh, who's a bit nostalgic? I appreciate them for the collectability, but as uh, as a human who is also uh, who attempts to be logical at times, I don't understand what we gain other than uh for for the for the money side like uh, so you you buy one of these amiibo and it costs more than um you know than just having whatever is available on the amiibo like already in the game and so i get this like from a business standpoint this makes sense you want to add things to the game you buy the thing and then you put it on the thing and then you get you put it on the gamepad and then you get these cool uh, additions but what's the difference between just already having that in the game or you know paying for it online or something like that i just uh, it, like it makes sense i'm not saying that it doesn't make sense from a business 
business standpoint, but it's also kind of playing at that that same thing that gets people to spend a thousand dollars on that Kim Kardashian game. I think. Um, well, well not, not exactly, not exactly, <laughs> not exactly. Looking at you, Bree. Yeah. Um, because just wait till the Taylor Swift game game comes out, and then you'll we'll see what your what tune you're singing. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, Christina's going to talk about that. Oh my gosh, Christina's going to lose so, all so her money. I do have a, a review of the the Amiibos, and my review would be. <laughs> it's right. not even a word. I'm the so glad you're is just a sound. I would love you to have a review, Brie, and it's just like a gif of a sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> that, that would, we should do the whole show like that sometimes. That's, a, that's actually yeah. the sound that you hear in Toys R Us in the back room when the when the box arrives. Right. <laughs> right. So no, my my point is um, you know, there's probably about four hundred dollars of Disney Infinity stuff at my house right now. Doing a piece for Polygon that's uh, basically looking at different tools to get girls interested in games. And so, like, Disney Infinity, um, I, I have to say, like, buying those figures is an investment I think you can feel good about. Because you have to level up every single figure. They unlock different things, and there's enough content to justify it. I have to say, with every single Amiibo, it does not add to any game I have in any significant way that really makes me feel like it's worth it. Um, the closest I think you can come is like the, it will unlock certain costumes in Super Mario Maker, which is kind of cool, but it's yeah. just really, uh, but it's some very poor yeah. implementation. I yeah. Think yeah. 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 That was, that was a super exciting 15 minutes when my girls decided, discovered that you could do that. And then that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah. But let me play, devil's advocate here for a little bit as an owner of a non-trivial number of amiibos what is your counterpoint to (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um i i think that if you're looking at them as how many do you have steve uh, let's not talk about that oh Um, (laughs) let's see that's very important we need to know the data points right this might be very biased it's it's a double digit number so so i will i will say this as a gameplay tool they are next to useless. As a to- a collectible toy, I think that they're they're fine. They're they're decent figures if you're collecting them as a toy. And people spend a lot more than fourteen dollars on toys of video game characters. I mean, if you look at the Nendoroid figures, obviously they're a little bit more well made and they're bigger. But you can spend a lot more than fourteen dollars on a toy figure of a character that you love. That's fair. So from that perspective, I have a number of Amiibos that I have. Maybe we we hook them up once to Mario Maker to get it, to get the costume into the game. And then that's the last time that they touch Mm -hmm. the gamepad. But I don't necessarily feel like I've wasted that money because that's a collectible that I am enjoying having on my shelf. But if you don't enjoy having collectibles, then it's useless. Okay. That's how (laughs) I feel about it. Yes, I agree with you. Some people collect, and I think that you're right. If you collect minifigures or you want the characters of some certain game because you yeah. love them well then this gives you a little added bonus right but if you yeah. don't yeah. or if these are the amiibos that are kind of poorly made because some of them are a little eh. yeah. i mean you know some of them are, cl- are kind of clever i mean the uh the game and watch guy has like four different poses that he plugs into a into a base mr game and watch <laughs> and the yarn yoshi ones are adorable yeah, I have to admit, yeah. those are so friggin' adorable. Yeah, I do, yeah. do, I do like Yoshi. Like so, so I want to tell all yeah. isometric listeners, um, we're announcing a contest on today's show. 
So what I need you to do is to tweet at the show's account or at my account with the hashtag Steve Needs Help. <laughs> the hashtag is going to be Steve Needs Help. I need you to, you know it's a double digit number. So I want you to guess what number that is between, between 10 and 99. And whoever gets it right, don't tweet every single number at me. Like You can, you can guess four. Guess four numbers. With the hashtag Steve, Steve needs help. And if you get it right, um, Steve is going to send you one of his amiibos. Wait, wait. <laughs> now I'll just send one of the ones Steve that the girls it. like. It'll be fine. But, yeah, that's I'm happy to announce that today. So you will get something. It's actually, this is, this will go for millions of dollars on eBay. You'll get something that's been in Steve Lubitz's house. Yeah. Is it, it going to be like, like yeah. signed? It will be. I signed. mean, Georgia, Georgia that would reduce the value if I put my signature on. No, I think they, can, they should be able to request to have it signed if they yeah. if they so choose. And in which case, yeah. yeah, that could be so valuable to them, Steve. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll find one that we're not going to miss. All right. So All right. yes. can I set up set up some egg accounts and start tweeting at the? No, no. Okay, yeah. cool. Yes. I just I've already make sure. started. If you set up any egg accounts, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh great! I'm docked pay. I'm getting fired. Didn't you read the contract, Steve? Yeah, well, you know, this is this isn't uh this isn't a cheerocracy, this is a cheertatorship. Okay. I don't know. That's not even the line from from Bring It On. What was that? That's actually a movie I've seen, believe it or not. But really? we've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked yeah, about that, yeah. haven't we? You see, you don't watch many movies, but you watch that one. Yeah, Maure- okay. Maureen had a lot of influence on me when we were dating. Okay, fair, fair. I get that. <laughs> that that makes sense. So our second topic is pretty heavy today. So before we get to that, Mike, I have a question for you. I hope so I have an I have- answer for you. I have known a lot of people named Micah growing up in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Like, but all of them have their names spelled from like as like the biblical reference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So your name like has a K in it. Mm-hmm. And my question is like, did your parents do that to be like metal? Or is it like to make you the dark version of a different Micah? Like, what's the story there? Are you yeah, the universe of somebody? There actually is a story there. Um, oh. So multiple things happened. Um, I I was actually born in an ambulance on the highway on the way to the hospital. Um, oh. And when we got there, everybody was rushing around. And uh, so... I was actually probably supposed to be dead. Um, I, Pardon. yeah, what? Well, yeah. Um, she, like, I was like, I'm like listening along and then boom. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Way, way to ruin our lighthearted moment there, Micah. We might, might need to cue the golden girls again. So Go you know ahead. how okay. you're, you're in this, um, protective covering and then when the protective covering, uh, breaks and then it, it's time for you to come and then the person shouts, my water broke. Um, so, my protective covering had been um, removed. I- I'm trying to say these in terms that aren't going to make anyone's skin crawl. Um, my protective covering had been removed for about two weeks before I actually was born inside no. of an ambulance. Oh, my God. Um, so I was exposed really? to... Really? Because you're supposed to be born, like, right. you know, yes. like a-, a day after... Yes. Otherwise, germs and things like that. amniotic sac is like, boom. It's like, boom, exactly. Um, And so the doctor was like, I don't know how this kid's alive, but it's good that he is. Ha ha. Anywho, um, so board an ambulance on the highway. We get to the hospital. They're rushing around trying to get me into like an incubator and make sure I don't have some weird disease because I was, you know, boom. Um, And uh, my mom said, 
you know, wrote down or, or told the nurse rather, uh, Micah from the Bible. And, uh, the nurse said, okay. And she went away and did the birth certificate and she came back and the nurse spelled it with a K instead of a C on the oh, form. And she did not go to Sunday school. <laughs> Exactly. And my mom looked at it. And by the way, my mom has had four children and they've all been natural births. She's never done the epidural or any of that oh stuff. My God. Um, and so that's that's to say that she wasn't like out of her mind whenever she made this decision, um, except a little bit, I'm sure. But anyway, she she said, oh, I like the K. Uh, that's unique. Uh, so let's stick with it. So, huh. yes, the, the nurse's mistake became my name because my mom liked how unique it was. Wow. And your nurse is going to hell because (laughs) the nurse nurse is going to hell, and I am not the mirror universe, Micah. Uh, So, yeah. Wait, do you have a mustache? (laughs) No, we went over this. He's not allowed to. Okay. (laughs) Right, not until November. Okay. So, you're alive, but you're doomed to have your name misspelled at every Starbucks you ever go to. So. Yeah. Um, also, I had a teacher in high school tell me that I was pronouncing my name wrong. Oh, well, uh, yeah, of course. Lovely. The teacher was like, what's your name? And I said, Micah. And then the teacher said my name later as Mika. And then I said, no, 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 it's Micah. And he said, oh, Mika, Micah, same difference. How about not same difference? Wow. Your teacher uh, actually mansplained your name to you. That's impressive. My teacher mansplained my name to me. Wow. Uh, and now I'd like to explain something to you all. This episode of Isometric <laughs> is brought to you by Braintree. <laughs> Code for easy online payments. If you're a mobile app developer, check out Braintree. Braintree is the payment solution used by companies like Uber, Airbnb, Hotel Tonight, Living Social, and Munchery. Braintree has made the payment experiences in these apps seamless and magical. And now you can add a similar experience to your own app. With excellent customer service and simple integration, Braintree gets you ready to receive payments quickly. Braintree's continuous support plus fast payouts means you'll be prepared as your company grows from your first dollar to your billionth. Braintree is also helping solve the problem of mobile cart abandonment by offering a best-in-class mobile checkout experience. And they make payment experiences in some of your favorite apps seamless and magical. Now you can add a similar experience to your own apps. Braintree gives you a full-stack payment solution. Support for all payment types your customers might want, including PayPal, Apple Pay, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and more, all with a single integration. It's with you across all platforms and with superior fraud protection and their fantastic customer service and fast payouts. To learn more and for your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free, go to braintreepayments.com slash isometric. Braintree! Whoa. I have a message for you, Simone de Rochefort. You think you read the best ads at Relay? Is that what you think? Well, Micah Sargent is right behind you. When you hear a dark sound in an alley... No, it's Micah Sargent, ready to read that ad better than you do. You're going down. You know, all you need to do now, Micah, is you just need to play through all the Assassin's Creed games about three times a piece, and you'll have out Simone Simone. Yeah. uh, All right, I'm on my way. Uh, And also make things weird very, very frequently. I actually, right. I give her a lot of crap, but I started playing Syndicate this week, and it's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, so I, I can't to... handle that on two podcasts, Steve. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the Georgia Dow segment. What? 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 We got some emails. We got one in particular that that Georgia, we need your we need your help. Okay. So, um, so we got an email from uh, someone who wanted to be anonymous, but yes, yeah, so we call him Angel. So we will call him Angel. Um, so Angel it's writes like Buffy's Angel. 
Um, yes, exactly. Like cool. he's actually he's actually a vampire who solves crimes. Okay. Well. Okay. I, I have some well, words of wisdom for that. If, if that helps you, then okay. Okay. So uh, Angel says, uh, three years I was in my hometown unemployed after having quit my previous job because my previous employer stopped paying all of us. Um, after that experience and having been romantically rejected by my best friend, I told myself I deserved something better for me. So I started looking for jobs outside my hometown, outside my country, and eventually wound up in a decently paid Silicon Valley company job working for one of their European offices. I'm a programmer. However, after two and a half years working for this company, I feel lost. I no longer want to wake up every day. I'm a person for whom feeling accomplished in his work is very important. And for months, if not more than a year, I've been heartbroken and disillusioned by my current job, seeing how in-office politics have only raised walls whenever I've asked something from the company to achieve my goals. And that after getting that career boost that I wanted out of this job, that there's nothing else for me to do here. Don't get me wrong. My workmates are great. And I feel gratitude towards my current employer for giving me this opportunity in the first place. But now I feel so hopeless when I see sit in my desk and look in the computer and force myself to write code that I've started to wonder if this job is actually what I want to do in the first place. I know I still love programming because I, when I do it in my free time, I have a lot of fun and time just flies, but it's currently almost unbearable for me to continue working with my current employer. I'm making arrangements to quit, leave the country, and go back home for a bit to spend time with my family and friends as I search for another job, but I can't help but wonder, is this normal? Why does it seem like after every job I have to leave, after I'm no longer inspired or feel great about it? Maybe I like programming, but it's not my real passion, and that's why I don't enjoy writing code for my current employer. What if I decide to focus my life next in another passion, something I like as much as programming or even more? Will I keep finding myself in this situation? My previous goals no longer seem to be important since I always thought I'd be happy working as a programmer for a decent company, but now that I'm not, I don't know if this is a wake-up call to realize I should be doing something else with my life other than programming as a 9-to-5 job. That's his his question for us and mostly mostly Georgia. So Georgia, how can we how can we help Angel? What do you think? Is he is he doomed to be bouncing from job to job, or is there something else that he needs to do to kind of set set his course straight? Okay, well, there's there's actually not enough information for me to give an accurate an accurate definition. So I'll, I'll give you what I can with what I have, and and most of it's probably going to be questions. Unfortunately. Because, like, there are certain personality traits where you will constantly want to achieve more and you'll never really be happy with what you have, not because of what you have, but because of your own personality trait of always wanting to have more. And that does occur. And sometimes you have to learn that it is. And I think that he asks that exact question as, is it me or is it the job? And of that, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to give him a definitive answer because I would have to ask him more questions about that. If it is something where he finds that every job he thinks that he's going to love, um, and our culture is has the unfortunate mention of trying to say that everyone should follow their dreams and everyone should be living, you know, doing something that they're passionate about and they feel great about. And if you can find that fabulous, but unfortunately that's not what the average group of people are able to do. Sometimes you just work a good enough job so that you can afford to do the things that you enjoy to do. And sometimes you just work any job so that you can put food on the table because that is first and paramount to that. So happiness is found within you, not in what you do. But if it is a job that you've been doing for the same time and been stagnant at, and you don't feel that your employers are listening to you, and it is more 
of a job situation than it is a you situation, then I think that you should go search out and seek, is this what you want to do? And if not, change. There's nothing wrong with changing, trying something new, because at least you'll know that you did it. And I think that fear is often something that stops us from being able to achieve our dreams because the unknown is scarier than the known. And you don't want to be stuck in that trap either. So the one thing that made me think that it might be more of an internal issue than an external issue was that, you know, he mentioned this, why does this always happen to me no matter what job I do? So yes, maybe it's just that you are done with programming and want something that is more challenging for you. Or perhaps it's that something else in your life is not really reaching your potential and you're trying to find it in a job when you could actually find it in yourself. That's good advice, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> You're really smart. And yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, like, as, as someone that hires people, I, I, I had a bit of a different read from this, this question. And I, I totally agree that why does this always happen to me is, is a, it leads to that conclusion. But I did have another thought. Something I've learned in life is that even though um, – for me, when something isn't working for me, I'm very, very vocal about it, right? I'll talk about it. I'll be really honest and clear, like, this isn't working for me. We need to change that. Some people don't do that. And what I've noticed as an employer is sometimes people, um, it's really easy, especially in large companies, to get into an environment where you are just a cog in a wheel, right? Where you don't have the agency with what you're doing, you know, humans are not happy in jobs where they don't feel like what they're doing is matter, like, like it matters. And to me, just reading and listening to his situation, it sounded to me a lot like a situation where he didn't have agency or he didn't have worth in what he was doing because he says he still really enjoys programming in his spare time. So something, and Steve, please back me up here if you agree, but something I see a lot in the programming industry, I cannot stress this enough, is we use this phrase fit a lot, like you need to be a good fit for a place. And yes, it does have some unfortunate side effects of like reinforcing monoculture, but finding a place where you're happy, where you work, where you feel supported by your employer, you know, sometimes you may have to try two or three companies you know, with a different system to see if, like, it really works for you. I'll give you one example. This isn't necessarily programmers, but um, at my company, I have someone that um, she's an assistant for me, and a lot of her job is filing death threat reports, um, you know, like harassment reports, setting my schedule. And, you know, we had a conversation a few weeks ago, and, you know, she took this job because she wanted to make a difference. And we expanded her job duties and took some things away and had her do more stuff that is like making a difference about issues that she cares about. And that was me hearing her as an employer and giving her an area of her job responsibilities where she felt that passion, where she got to do stuff every single day that goes, oh, I'm not just making stuff on Bree's calendar, I'm changing the world. So I think before you take like a draconian step and leave an entire field, I would just try another job first. So Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean if you really do like the company, I think it's worth saying one more time very clearly, look, this is 
not what I want to be doing. Are there any other opportunities and see if they can work with you? Maybe they can, maybe they can't. Um, if they value your work, they'll find a way to, and it may not be full time. You may still have to do some of the things that you're doing, but maybe they can find some other ways to change your roles or find another position, like a lateral move within the company that, that you can make to try to do something different and shake it up if you want to stay there. But if, if you don't, if you've already made up your mind that you're going to leave, then you, that's probably the best thing to do. But I mean, I, I had a situation not at my current job but at one of my previous jobs where I had been hired for – I'd been hired to do Java programming. This was out of school and that ended up not at all being what I was going to be doing and that was okay for a couple of years. And then I eventually got to the point where I was kind of pigeonholed into one very, very tiny pro, like part of the of the company that – I was the only one who understood it and there was just a ton of work there and that was the only thing that I got to work on and I just kind of got burnt out on it. And mm-hmm. I ended up taking another lateral job within the company and got to work on that for about three months before they ended up having a crisis and pulling me back into my old role. And that that was at the point where I was kind of having meetings with my boss every week at the time saying, are you going to get me out of this or am I going to get to do what you hired me to do? And, oh yeah, I'm working on working, I'm working on it. And when I eventually took the job that I left them for, I told him and he was completely shocked. And it's, you know, so you can think that you've told them very clearly what you're looking for and they may not hear it the way that you're saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important to make sure that it's very clear. Like if you, if you don't want to leave, if you're happy with the company, but you're not happy with the work that you say that really clearly and see if they can work with you. And if they can't, then you, then you know what you need to do. But you may not want to assume that they're hearing what you're saying if you haven't – if you may not have said it as clearly and directly as you're saying it to us basically. Yeah. 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 I, I think – I'll just say one more quick thing. We should – we have a lot of questions this week that are awesome that we should get to. Um, but I, I would say this, and this is where you know, I, I'm aware that people often um, sacrifice their own happiness like in a big corporation. But I, I, I would say this. When you are leading a team, I feel like very few employees really understand just how many hundreds of times a day people come to you and ask you questions and ask for clarifications and and tell you things about their job function. I will tell you, for me, I think I'm a reasonably good boss. But there are times, like this happens all the time, that my, my, my employees will tell me something and I'll say yes or I'll say no to it, and they'll come back, and I will literally have no memory of it. Now, you know, we're all women at our company, so, like, sometimes when we sit down and we have, like, really big heart-to-heart chats, like, yes, that gets through. But it's easy for me to imagine if this company, like, is the kind of large company you say it is. Um, it's very easy for me to imagine this just getting lost in the noise. So, Steve, like the situation you're explaining, it just like that sounds like exactly what happened. If he was shocked, so program is such a fun career, and it's it's so stable, and it always is changing. And like, if you have passion for it, I just I have to believe that you know you can find something. If you can't, like I mean, Georgia would like working with a therapist at the same time be a good thing. So, like maybe look inside himself and see if there are issues there. If it's not therapy, there's coaches that are out there that are yeah. career coaches to help you see. Um, there's psychological tests that you can see to see if you're enjoying it. I often ask my people to say, you know, what what would you enjoy doing that you're in this field? 
And some people will have things. If you don't, if you can't think of anything that you would enjoy doing that would be a job-related field to what you're in, that's when you, you kind of think, okay, then maybe you've outgrown your position. But if there's stuff that you would enjoy doing and it's the um, machine that you're not happy with, then you have to kind of take a look. And I think it's a good point to make sure that you're you're clear in what you say. And I think that, Brie, your point of reminding people, again, is also a great point to that. It You know, you, at least you'll know that you did the best you could with the job you're at and you won't have to worry about, you know, going back to it. People and employees really, employers really do appreciate you to be clear and concise and ask for things. And people often worry about making their workplace unhappy because they've requested something. But most people don't want to have to go through the process of rehiring someone and would rather make their people happy because they've already gone through with the you know time and effort into someone and it's very costly to hire new people. So um, I wish you all the best, Angel, and uh, let us know how yeah. it goes. Yeah, follow up, follow yeah. up. Uh, um, so do you guys want to get some fun phone calls? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's sleep. do it. So, so I want to tell all our isometric listeners, Thank you. Like, we were kind of nervous about this show direction with, like, getting phone calls from people. And Steve and I were very worried we wouldn't get enough of them. And you guys are calling in. It's great. Thank you so much. Because this Thank is, you. I, I'm loving this new direction of the show. And we can't do it without you. I would say, though, it is much better if you give me a 30-second question or a minute question than a five-minute question. <laughs> For time constraints. Yeah. Not that we don't care. Just time constraints. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get to a, a couple of them. Uh, so this is from uh, someone named Baza. G'day, Material Crew. It's uh, Baza here from Australia. Look, just awesome. want to say, mates, that uh, this Micah guy, you know, throwing shade on the old Rusty. He's he's an Australian <laughs> from way back. Way hotter than that Micah guy. Just way hotter. <laughs> just my independent opinion. Yep. That's all. Yep. Anyway, good day, Cobbers. How's it all going? I'll see you later. Oh, that's so adorable. Did that get sent to us by mistake? Because he was call he was talking to the material crew. I don't know. Yeah, I heard material. I don't know there. how I feel about I that. I don't know what's going on. Maybe <laughs> let's go to our next call. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, hello, material crew. Is uh, Vladimir here from uh, Mother Russia? <laughs> Just wanted to say I love the podcast very much, very much. Uh, and also love this Micah guy, but uh, I'm sorry. I have look picture Micah, picture Russell. Look back at picture Micah. Look forward, picture Russell. Picture Russell clearly hotter. Sorry, Micah. Oh, God. Uh, oh, dear. That's... that's two. That's two people. I, I can't Let's go to the next caller. Let's go to the next caller. Hey, hey, Isometric Crew, what's up? It's Russell from Material Podcast. Look, I'm not here just to cross-promote my podcast because I am good at that. Material Podcast, Relay.fm, slash material. You know you want it. Um, No, I'm here because Micah said something on the last show about, you know, the potential of him maybe growing a beard, you know, maybe getting a few gray hairs and maybe magically moving above me in the hotness ranks. And look, I, I think I'm number one at uh, being objective about myself. I'm a very humble sort of person. Um, you know, I never talk myself up. And I just want to say, Micah, you're completely and utterly wrong, friend, <laughs> with or without this beard. Um, I'm, I'm afraid I'm hotter than you and you're just going to have to, you know, deal with that as, as surely as the sun rises, you know, in the morning and, and Georgia lets that happen. You're just going to have to be number two, my friend. I'm sorry. Well, I think there's only one way to solve this. Like, Russell needs to oil himself down <laughs> and take his shirt off and send us a picture. 
Uh, right? Like, Georgia? Come on. You, you appreciate the male form, I'm assuming. Like, what do you think? Is that a, is that a, a good course of action here? No words. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. I, I, Georgia, are you pleading the fifth? Because yeah. you're, uh, you're not from the U.S., so you George, can't Georgia's suspiciously yeah. quiet right now. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm, I'm just thinking about everyone that's going to be now. Uh, looking up Micah and looking up Russell. I just, I just thinking about like what the you know yeah send send your send your votes in people. Uh, can I just say out. though, <laughs> I, I love how he slyly also let us know that he does listen to the show because that that part that bit about the sun didn't come in until the very end of the last episode. So oh, he's a fan too. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah he's a fan. Though. That's great. Use the hashtag hottest relay post. Let's find hottest out. Relay Let's host. do this. And once vote and for, for Micah or Russell. <laughs> and please tweet at Russell. Please tweet at him. Yes. Tweet him. We're going to include the link and tell him you want to see pictures of him oiled down <laughs> with his shirt off. Whoever wins gets a signed photo of Russell oiled down with well, their shirt. I can promise that. I am Brianna Wu and I'm making you a legal promise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my no. God, don't say legal. Say this that. is a legally where's, binding promise. Oh no, where's Frank? We need him. He's on you. a tank somewhere. <laughs> Frank is on the legal Steve, tank. Bleep, the, bleep this out. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, no. I think we're in trouble now. Yeah. I feel bad for Russell. Right, so. I mean, all this means is that we're going to see an oiled down photo of Russell, so it can't <laughs> yeah. be that bad. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, if he's so hot, after Just all, to be I mean, clear, we're all going to. I'm gonna... not talking like, like petroleum jelly, okay? I'm talking like glistening. I'm talking Twilight vampires, okay? How many amiibos do I have to send to people to keep this from happening? Do we need. <laughs> do we need... So he needs sparkles, is what you're saying, Bree. Sparkles. Sparkles. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to get those off Oil with petroleum jelly. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I mean, could he just put on like a princess, a Disney princess dress, and would that would that kind of fulfill the same the same objective? That that's not that doesn't float I, my boat. Okay. I think, I think Russell's yeah. going to regret calling it. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Let's get all the material trolling out of it. Yeah, I just want to say. Material is a very bad podcast. It is. It is. Don't well, go listen to every single episode from the beginning, especially the one where they get Google guests on there, like VPs and very important people from Google. Never listen to that podcast ever. So right. it's really good, except for all the time that they spend talking about Google. So right, no, yeah. it's great. It's great. All right, let's uh, let's finish the trolling. <laughs> Hello, Isometric Crew. This is not Yasmin Avian for Material Podcast, just a random listener who's a huge fan of the show. And I have a question for you. I know that in the past you've asked, who is the hottest relay host? Well, my question oh my for God. you is, who is your favorite relay host? Again, no pressure because this is not Yasmin Avian for Material Podcast. But I just want to know, who is your favorite? And I also want to give a shout out to Sienna, for a software engineer on the Android team at one of those famous crowdfunding uh, companies. Just saying hi. She's a big fan of the show, and she's also a big fan of Bree. So, Bree, I think you need to give her a shout out. Would you please say hi, Sienna? Anyway, she's going to get a kick out of this because she has absolutely no idea that I'm doing this. Um, I mean, just random listeners. So she doesn't even know who I am. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking my voicemail message. Isometric crew, roll out. <laughs> Need Android. Google News cannot operate. Need more Android. 
<laughs> so, so okay. oh god that's this so adorable is... i love this <laughs> oh yes thank you that's so adorable so, uh, here's the thing like all relay hosts like we're all terrible like we should not <laughs> we should all we should all find new careers like there's a trucking number that all of us need to call and just become truckers you haven't seen me drive You've done the show with me for a long time, Georgia. Like I suck. <laughs> hey, this is this is not a good show. So yeah. Uh, so I'd say your friend that works at a Brianna fan. She is clearly the best relay host ever. Can you please come on this show and save us? Because we need a lot of help. We need help. <laughs> Failing. Uh, help. 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 <laughs> uh. Also, Christina Warren is very good. Uh, oh, wow. Favorite relay host. See, you both do a show with Christina, so you pretty much have to say Christina at this point, because otherwise you're going to be in trouble. Christina is awesome. I <laughs> okay, Christina is awesome. Of, uh, rocket with her, like, going, I wish I had her talent. It just, <sighs> oh, it makes you so angry. Uh. But can I say, so yeah. maybe maybe uh, this is uh, out of the blue. I don't know. I, I obviously have been listening to um, the Relay Network for a long time, and no one has been quicker to put, like, a warm smile on my face. Like, isometric altogether has always put, like, a huge laugh in my belly and a big old, you know, grin. But a warm smile on my face uh, comes from, from Casey Liss because something about Casey that I really do enjoy, and I'm sorry, Yasmin, I know you want me to pick you, but, um, (laughs) something about Casey that I really do enjoy is how thoughtful he is about, about the things that he says and hearing him, um, talk on like analog and he will, he will say things. And then sometimes he'll kind of get, get wishy-washy about them and say, well, no, I guess I did, you know, that, that could be considered harmful to somebody. And I didn't mean it like that. He's just, he's a very thoughtful human being. And I just really appreciate that about him. And I know that, you know, he chooses his words carefully because he doesn't want to do harm. Um, and, always just seems to be uh, a delight and also like hearing about he and his wife and um and their and their son and all of that i don't know he's uh his his story has always touched me and i really appreciate just how uh kind of soul he is wait you think he cares more about people's feelings than i do <laughs> chooses his words more carefully. I can than bleed me. the fifth because I am from the yeah. U.S. <laughs> I am so careful about not saying things that hurt people. You traitor! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the very best question mm. of the week. This is this is another serious question. Before we get to some of the more fun ones. Hello, my name is Brad, and I've got a question that I guess is aimed uh, primarily towards uh, Brianna and. Uh, I'm an aspiring game designer and a college student, but I have a uh, problem, I'd say. I live in Mississippi. And while I would love to move somewhere to further my career, actually have a career in it, my girlfriend is vehemently against moving away from North Mississippi specifically. Mm. And there's no way for me to convince her otherwise. She's got a really good reason to stay. So I guess my question is, do you have any advice on how I can get into the industry without leaving my current area? Thank you so much, 
I love the show, and I'm so sorry you get so many idiots doxing you and sending you death threats, Brianna. No one deserves that for any reason whatsoever. Thanks again. Bye. So I I thought this was a good question because, um, well, let me back up for a second. I think this is a good question if the university you're attending right now is Old Miss. Um, if so, we're okay. If you go to state, um, my <laughs> message to you is go to hell. <laughs> and uh, don't ever darken the door of my show again. But if you go to USM um, or Millsaps or Old Miss, we're okay. And I will answer your question. So getting serious here for a minute. Um, I saw this a lot when I lived in Mississippi. Um you know, for me, I, I, I've talked about this on the show. You know, my family disowned me a long time ago. So I, I am, on top of that, I'm adopted. So I've never really felt ties to anywhere. So when I'm talking to people that say, oh, well, I just need to stay in Boston to be near my family, that's a part of my heart that just doesn't exist. Uh, you know, I think it has to do with being adopted because, like, you never really feel connected to anywhere. So... I, I saw this a lot growing up because people have family in the South. So I have a lot of empathy for your, your girlfriend. You know, I don't know anything about her wanting to stay there. But I also have to answer your question honestly um, and say, like, I have a, a pretty cool career these days. And I know for a fact that if I had stayed in Mississippi, none of the greatness that I've been able to like achieve in my career would have happened. Yeah. Before I left Mississippi, I actually had a job interview in, in Jackson and it was a web design firm. And this is one of the better tech jobs you could get in Mississippi. And like, I looked at that firm a few years ago and like they, they folded in the meantime. So um, sadly, like there are some people that are going to tell you, Oh, telecommuting, it doesn't really matter. Um, and it's true there are some teams that will work with you remotely. But if I'm being honest with you, you know, working on a big team, founding a company, you know, doing any of the really big things, it's just not possible in Mississippi. Now, maybe, you know, I do want to say this, I left a decade ago. And you know, maybe it's possible that there is... Um, there's enough talent there that like you could start your own uh, game development company. But even at that point, you're trying to get venture capital and you know, venture capital is going to require flying to San Francisco or Boston, one of the major cities a lot. So um, I I'm trying to show you kindness and compassion by giving you a really honest opinion about this. And um, I have to say that I think um I think at the very least you should make some time, go to some large conferences and start working on those connections because I think it's realistic to say you're going to be a really massive disadvantage. And this, this, by the way, isn't about Mississippi. This is about not being in one of the major towns. This, this goes for people in any place that is not New York, Boston, you know, San Francisco or any of these other major cities. So that is a just honest answer there. Do, do you all have any feedback on that? I, I mean, part of it is also just being able to make connections in person with people too, right? Like you have to be around, even if you're not working with the people you're working with, there's some value to being a, available for meetups and, you know, and, and like not even necessarily big things like GDC, but kind of the smaller local meetups that 
that exist, if there aren't those in your area, it's much harder to network and, and make connections, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it, it really depends on like the level of your relationship, how badly you want to be able to move, um, to be able to really fulfill your career and um, if it will last through that or not and which one matters to you. Um, you have to kind of work your way backwards. It's a really difficult decision. If it will be your greatest re regret if your career does not get off the ground because you are staying in a place that you are not able to um, reach the dreams that you hope to reach and that's going to make you very angry and bitter, then you need to think twice about staying if that's the case. And if you really need to do this and someone really cares about you and understands that, then there may be more, some more wiggle room to be able to discuss that. So I think it takes a lot of soul searching if you're going to be making a big decision to that because it is important, especially when um, it's something that matters a lot to you to be able to achieve that. And I have a lot of people that see me and they're very upset or angry because they didn't do what they had to do and they stayed for the wrong reasons because of that. And so it, it that could work either way. And, and I think that, you know, as long as you have food on the table, it's a wonderful thing to be able to um, really give it all your best at whatever career you hope to be able to go in for. Yeah, I yeah. think I think resentment is uh, a very toxic uh, thing, whether it's, um, you know, in a relationship or it's just uh, against one's own decisions. Um, and it, it just comes down to like really knowing your heart and knowing what you know is right. Mm -hmm. And don't, you know, not letting letting things get in the way that could end in in resenting something resenting and i mean everyone is going to be faced with resentment at some point and we'll all make decisions that we wish we hadn't but when it comes to something like a career or um you know something that you're incredibly passionate about oftentimes if it's if it's truly your passion then there are there are things that have to to fall out of the way to to make those possible and georgia i agree you know if if um, if you're faced with a decision that's between um, staying in a place because that's what someone wants uh, versus going uh, somewhere else because that's what you need or that's what you're passionate about, you know, and maybe someone is passionate about staying where they are. But the point is um, someone who truly cares about you um, is is going to at least consider that uh, that that you know, your passion is more important than maybe, uh, if, if it's not a passion project to, you know, to stay where you are. So it, resentment scares me. Um, and I, uh, I think it's, it's wise to attempt to avoid it as best as possible. So it's really just about thinking through your decisions and knowing in your heart of hearts, um, what's, what's the right one to make as best you can. Yeah. And ultimately life is all about choices. And unfortunately this seems like a very big one where, you're just going to have to decide, you know, is it your relationship important enough to you to be willing to put this dream off possibly for a few years, possibly permanently, or is this um, career that you want to get into more important to you? And, and it's not really anything that any, any of us can answer for you. And there's not really a right answer, but it, it sounds like it, you're, there's not really a good way to be able to do both. So it's just going to be a matter of, having to make a difficult decision, you know, fairly early on when in the time and time of your life, when you have to start making difficult decisions. Yeah. I think that's well said. 
Um, so let's uh, let's get through the rest of the the quals tonight. I think we've got okay. four more, so okay. five more. Let's do so it. We'll we'll answer them quickly. So, hi, Isometric Crew. Tom from Boston here with a quick question. I'm finally ready to jump to a current gen console, but I'm really disappointed by the current crop of PS4 bundles. There's been a lot of buzz this year for things like the Witness and the Life is Strange collection, not to speak, and Firewatch out next week. Um, maybe it's just the voices I'm listening to, but with the popularity of these games, do you think we'll see any bundles featuring any storytelling or puzzle-solving games rather than all shooters? Why or why not? Keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye. Um, I guess I don't understand the importance of getting one in a bundle. I mean, does it really save that much money to you? Does it? Steve, you're more price-conscious than I am at shopping. I I don't think it's so much about money because pretty much everything comes with bundles. It's just a a matter of, you know, what are you going to, to get with it to start? I know that I was helping someone with a choice for their 10 year old back. And it was kind of 50, 50 between the PlayStation and the Xbox. And they ended up going with the Xbox because the bundles at the time were all, you know, Assassin's Creed and last of us type type games for the PlayStation and sports games for the Xbox. And so for a 10 year old, okay, I can, I'm going to get this game with it that he can play, or I'm going to get this game with it that he's not going to be able to play for like three or four years. So that that's one kind of consideration. I mean, I feel like, Ori in the Blind Forest was bundled with the Xbox that I got, and I feel like that's along the same lines uh, as some of these games. As some of these games that we're talking about, at the end of the day, it's not as much of a value to bundle something like a Firewatch, which is going to be a twenty dollars game, as something that's like a triple A a triple A title. It would have to be one of like the three game bundles. Like my Xbox came with Gears of War, the Gears of War remastered, and Rare Replay, and Ori in the Blind Forest. So it would have to be a bundle of of multiple games like that. Those games aren't as expensive that it's not, it's hard to go buy them. And those games are on sale a lot too, if price is really a concern. Who wants to hear a very positive uh, question about our show? Yes, please. Okay, uh, nobody, yeah. we oh, will, will ignore okay, that. Okay, let's skip that oh, one. Okay, we'll... <laughs> Hello, my name is Elizabeth and I'm excited to talk to Bree and Steve and Georgia and Micah. Thank you for listening to my message. Uh, I have a question to ask all of you, but before I get to that, I wanted to say how much I enjoy your show. Not only do I enjoy Isometric, but as someone who identifies as a female gamer, I wanted all of you to know how much your show has done to help me feel more empowered in that role. Thank you for taking on the hard topics and standing up for those of us who sometimes feel marginalized in gaming culture. Now, I do have a question. (laughs) There has been a lot of talk about the law and lawyers on the show recently, which I found particularly humorous because I am a lawyer. A lawyer by day, gamer by night, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My question is about how gaming culture has influenced your personal careers. I am proud to be a gamer, but in the legal field, when I'm looking for a job or starting a new position or drafting a new resume or even meeting a new client, I usually hide this piece of information about myself until I know I can trust a person or until somebody opens up to me that they are a gamer too. I do this because as soon as I say I'm a gamer to someone in the legal field, I'm I'm not looked at as a whole person anymore. I'm often lumped into a very negative and inaccurate stereotype of what a gamer is. I'm just wondering how each of you have um, handled this kind of prejudice in your respective professional arenas, if you've encountered it, and if you have any tips or suggestions for those of us still dealing with these types of mindsets. Again, I love the show. Thanks so much, and uh, bye. What a good so question. If you're a lawyer, can you write me and let me know um, 
<laughs> if I say on the show, that's a legally binding promise from Brianna Lou, yeah. who lives in Boston. We need it. We need legally an binding. To Very legally binding. Uh, is that legally binding? <laughs> yeah. I need to know that. Please let me know. Oh. Um, have I ever faced that? I face it all the time as a game developer. Um, it was a professional event a few weeks ago. And, you know, like I'm there with a bunch of venture capital people. And, like, this person runs up to me like, yeah, you're that mega gamer chick. Like, oh, that's cool or whatever. It was like a very derogatory kind of interaction. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like being a game developer is the most badass thing on the planet. What do you do? You work with bank or whatever? Like, come on, I'm way more awesome. So yeah, um, I have that. But you know, but it's we have like, nothing I, against bankers. Sponsor uh, us. Well, Go I on. mean, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Salt of the earth, Georgia Dow. Best yeah. people. The the best human beings you're ever going to work, work for giant banks are too big to fail. Giant banks put me through college, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, have I ever faced it? Yeah, I face it all the time. Um, I mean, I get it both ways. Like, because I don't get a full amount of professional respect I feel in my field. Um, this really pisses me off. I feel like all the time people tell me I'm not an engineer and I'm not a coder, and it, it really makes me angry. It's nothing but sexism because people have this stereotype in their mind about what a programmer is supposed to be. Um, and, you know, so I don't get respect from many of the men in my field. And then, you know, I get a lot of pushback actually being a game developer. So, um, you know, I guess... I personally, I don't care what people think of me. So, you know, that's, that's, that's me. What about you all? I guess I'm the one who is probably closest to this environment being in the court, being a corporate drone. Right. So I don't, I don't advertise it. Like it's not something that like when they do those horrible meetings where they have a whole bunch of people to start a project and everybody has to go around and tell something interesting about themselves. It's not, you know, I'm a gamer. Like that's not how I introduce myself and, and make that the one fact that people know about me. But I'll generally, it will generally come out um, with people who I work with more closely, generally because I'm the one who they come to when they want to buy a console for their kids or whatever. And then that's something that where you can kind of be helpful in that way, where you know that you can help them make a decision and that kind of helps you make a personal connection with people. But it's generally not the kind of thing that I will start a conversation about without knowing that the other person is, you know, also is going to be receptive because there is still the fear that if you do that, if you have that conversation with the wrong person in the corporate world, that it's still like, Oh, well you're just, you know, spending your weekends in the basement, you know, shooting people on the head orcs or orcs, you know, or, you know, however you roll Georgia, but uh, it's not necessarily the corporate, persona that you want to put out still if that makes sense no maybe gamers could uh do this we could identify ourselves in ways that people we could put triforce on over our door we could just like scribble it on the outside of our door (laughs) gamers unite gamers power gamers unite gamers power um for me it's kind of interesting because um i do a lot of things i don't think that that any of my people know so um and i i don't usually say it on the get-go because that's strange as a psychotherapist um, but when they talk about technology and stuff and then I say, oh, I work for a tech company and then they're like, what? And if I'm working with, you know, a teenager and they talk about games and they're trying, like they're explaining a game and they're using like very detailed <laughs> terms because they don't expect that I know it. As long and, as it's not on the Wii U. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm 
going to get it just to stop those jokes. <laughs> uh, That's the point. <laughs> Oh, oh, um, and I think that that's a wonderful way to really connect um, with with my clients because they figure that I really don't understand them and I don't get them. And if I'm dealing with a gaming addiction or parents that don't understand what video games are about or what are the pitfalls, I don't fit the stereotype of the, the usual psychotherapist. And I think that for me, that's a huge bonus because I really can understand and connect much more easily because of that. And so for me, I enjoy being able to be different than what people would expect a psychotherapist to be, even if that means that they're exceptionally shocked um, that that I'm a psychotherapist. And uh, they'll often be like, licensed? Really? Like a real psychotherapist? And I'm like, Wait, Georgia, you're a psychotherapist? (laughs) Oh, no. I can't can't say anything to you now. Like... Like being a gamer is not where your shame should lie. Like this is what I want to see. The next time you are at some major conference, you're like, "Hello, I'm Georgia Dow, I'm the accredited psychotherapist with 400 degrees from Yale and blah blah blah." And this is the show that I do with Brianna Wu. It's a clip. No, even better than that, we like a Twitch video of her playing Shadow of Mordor, killing oh. everything in the path. Or, or us on, at our live at Isometric, because that was hilarious as we yes. were like our married Where you broke your arm. I like... <laughs> she actually That's she like, actually had to have it amputated. I, get it, yeah. get it right. I've actually had... I've, I've actually thought about when I, when I you know, go up for, for the board and, and stuff like that, of them being like, putting up like, really, are you sure that you're respectable <laughs> enough to be a psychotherapist? And like having video of me like yeah. with the stuffy, like, you know, like actually body slamming it and stuff like that and be like are you sure you should be licensed and i like i'm like i have to defend all the craziness that i've done not not just here i've done like you know so it's not instead of instead of nightmares where you go to school naked you have nightmares that the board is judging everything you do yeah my answer is this is the right way live have fun stop caring about what people think and judgments yeah enjoy be free and um you're supposed you should live life to the fullest instead of being boxed in yourself and so Mm -hmm. that that's always my answer at the review i was just gonna say this nifty thing built in this feature um where i kind of can't hide a very um uh easily recognizable thing because my whole body is covered in it um it's this uh darker skin tone than than some people have. Um, so I was I didn't know where you were going. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm what? like, is it scales? Yeah. Tell me, it's scales. scales on hair. What's going on here? Awesome. No, um, I am not white, um, and that has taught me that I've got to snap my finger in a Z formation and and say red hair don't care and move along, and it doesn't really matter what people think, and uh, try to to be as proud of the things that make you unique as possible because if you're not you're going to be pretty unhappy and like i understand in professional settings the first thing i'm you know like i'm not going to walk into a board meeting and be like guess what i like these things and one time i was on a podcast where i drank paprika and ranch dressing <laughs> and i've got a boyfriend and all of these other things you know what i mean no but at the same time like you should i, I 
it's hard to say this because everybody has, you know, a tendency or well, except for Brie, maybe everybody has a tendency to feel ashamed of some things. Um, and so I think that, uh, at the same time though, like you can't let, uh, any kind of shame, like hold you back and you should be proud of the things that make you unique because that's what makes you, you and not someone else. I like it. I yeah. had, I had a, I want to tell you all a moment of not caring what people think of me. So I was at the airport coming back from Disney last week and this guy came and knocked all my stuff on the floor in front of me with my bag, just spilled it all out of the way. And just like completely was a complete jerk about it. And like, I'm down and I'm trying to pick it up because why don't you just relax, sweetheart? And oh. I stood up. So this oh, is wow. what I did. Now, That's not going to go well. <laughs> I am six foot two. And I was sitting down and I just stood up and I towered like eight inches over this guy. And I got up in his face and I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. You do not refer to me as sweetheart. Do you understand? And he just mumbled and went away. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, his wife was really judging me when I did that to him. But I don't care because it was about That me, is awesome. Right? Wow. Yeah, you no. have to do I, no. Or at least I do. I don't care. So <laughs> uh, let's uh, – so Harley, yours is one of the questions we were going to skip this week. It was about Far Cry 4. It was a great question. This show is 10 million hours long. <laughs> 10 million. There was a lovely kid that wrote in that asked us – like, told us they'd gotten a lot of their kids at school to listen to Isometric. We Aww, love you. That yeah. is so Thank sweet. Yeah. That is sweet. Well, we can, all, we can always, yeah, we always, we'll always next start week, with those next week. week. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, next week we'll, we'll get that question yeah. in. Uh, there is one final question we, we have to get to because this is very, very important. Hi, um, Isometricians. Uh, this is longtime listener, first-time caller, Donald Drankin. <laughs> So I have it on good authority that since Brie is traveling in Las Vegas and all over the place that her uh, three fluffy white dogs are sad and lonely without her. I mean, her dogs are. And so she should come home and play with uh, her dogs before they eat all her stuffed animals. Oh. And I'll take my comments off the air. Dogs! <laughs> Well, I will say this, Mr. Dotto Drinkin. If my dogs were to hurt any of those stuffed animals, especially my favorite octopus, yeah. which I used to crush Georgia Dallin Monster Mania. I think that's the one I suplexed. Right, yeah. Uh, I won. That's my recollection. <laughs> there so. would be hell to pay. No, I definitely would. There would be hell to pay at the Wu household. Uh, also, Rocket is not white. She is a sable colored and she's oh my more gosh. gray. Here we go. Here we and go. She's a wonderful, great dog. She's the best dog in her house, not Kaplam. Thank <sighs> you. Oh, oh, it's rough. That's rough, Brie. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm hey, just Brie. envisioning like the like the pedestals that they have at the Olympics with the three dogs standing on it, with like the dog flags coming down on top of them. So tell me the truth. Like parents, don't you guys like Frank and I talk like we're like. Yeah, Kablam's the dog we hate the most this week. Oh, he's really been a jerk. Like, do parents do that with their hate? kids? No, because they're all different. They're different. And so you just feel differently. It's not less love. There's not like a, a, a percentage of love in your heart for each thing. It's, it's different. They're just different. There's a difference in love and like. Like, I love all my dogs, but, yeah. like, Kablam the, is a jerk. Yeah, no, no there's, there, I, yeah, just because I love all my daughters the same doesn't mean that one isn't annoying me more than the other two on any given week is, is, is a fair thing to say. 
Or annoying oh. me less. Let's be positive. Annoying me less than the other Right, two. right. Yeah. You're calm little angels, Steve. I, I don't know why you could ever say that. They're they're very – yeah, they never misbehave ever. No. And yeah, Guys, I love this new direction of the yeah. show. This is – I've too. never felt this positively about Isometric. Yes. I, I love the direction Aww. that we're going. This is a lot of fun. This is like Isometric Hug now. Aw. I'm hugging my computer. Yeah. Yeah, can you hear this? <laughs> That's me awkwardly grabbing my microphone. Let's, let's, let's not go there. Let's not make this. A, let's not have to put the explicit tag on the show now. Okay, Steve, you are the one that went there. <laughs> Literally, this happens to me all the time, though. I will say innocent things, and then people are like, ah, do you know what you just said? And I'm like, doggone it. Hey, Georgia? Georgia? <laughs> oh, God. I love you too. <laughs> Uh, Why is that ooh. ominous and scary? All right, should, should we should we let these people go before they run out of room on their phones? No, mm. I want to make the show long enough that you get carpal tunnel, Steve. If Hearthstone hasn't done that to me, Bree, this isn't going to do it to me. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so you so so you can find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com uh, you can send us your questions you can call them into 339-368-8319 or if you want to send them as an attachment as an audio file that's fine too and we can we can use those uh, that way also uh, you can send email to the show to feedback at isometricshow.com uh, we are as always part of the amazing Relay FM network and you can listen to, to Rocket or you can I guess listen to that material show about google if you really want to uh, um you know but but just make sure that russell oils himself vote, up first vote <laughs> and uh you can follow all of us on twitter the show's account is at isometric show i am at wicked good and brie where can people find you the infamous awesome account known as space cat gal on twitter follow it or else in Georgia, where can people find you? You're supposed to play the ominous music after that. Um, you can follow me. It's at Georgia underscore Tao. And uh, we have a new video out at Anxiety. Anxietychocobos.com. Is that what the thing is? Yeah, exactly. Just so that. <laughs> Somebody hover no that site. No one's going to take me seriously now. Oh my okay. God. Really, it's a real thing. As long as you take yourself seriously, Georgia, that's all that matters. (laughs) Anxietydiscussvideos.com. And Micah, where can people find you? You can find me at Micah Sargent on Twitter, where I will be furiously tracking all of the hashtags that determine who is the sexiest relay host. Uh, Steve, where can people find you? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said at yes. Wicked yeah, Good. I said it already. I, I said it too fast for you is what I did. Oh, my God. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to, to Braintree for sponsoring this, this whatever this is. And uh, isometric workers transform and roll out. Android material Apple. <laughs> Apple, Apple is best. Uh, Only get Apple. Uh, Apple. Sponsor us. iPad Pro, iOS. <laughs> Tim Cook needs to eat. Come on, all you founders. Get your hand turkey. It's isometric, yeah.
Thank you for being a friend. Do, 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 I've been wanting to learn that song. Travel around the world and back again. That is true. <laughs> it's in my head the entire yeah. time. No, I it, it just like song. gets into my head now. Like it's random such a good song. I mean, there are worse things. I was singing it at work the other day. Actually, that's my job you at sing? work is to make songs get oh, stuck God. in everyone's really? head. Oh, I love that. I have just songs just pop into my head all the time. And then I'll just belt out like a verse. And then everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> I have people oh, shouting God. at me. Like, Not again. <laughs> Today it was that song. Oh goodness! Uh, let's see, who is that group? Just um, sing it. Oh no, I can't remember. Don't it worry, we won't be using this uh, at the end of the no, show. No, no, that won't be. This won't be at the end of the show at all. <laughs> I honestly can't remember um, because you know I don't care. <laughs> uh, what was it? Not scream. Uh, sc- it's like spelled weird, like S C M H or like those those letters. I, I feel yeah. all appear. You know and why they, they you used have to do words like that in your head that you know the letters but not the order. No, but do tell. Uh, that's the way that words are formed in our head. We know the first letter, the last letter, and all the letters inside are just in a word group. Oh yeah, they do those things where it's like where they have them all out of order, and it's like you can still read the sentence. Exactly, because yeah. that's not the way that we learn them. We do not learn them unless you have a. Um, photographic memory, you're not going to know. And you'll be able to fully read a sentence even though it, uh, yeah. It's yeah. all scrambled. Yeah, okay, I've seen those weird signs uh, before. So what, it, we, so it, what are the letters? Oh, uh, I'm S? remembering S, yeah. C, and M, H. But I don't know that the M is right. I know that it's like some weird combination S-C-M-H? of like, you know, Let's P, H, see. or... Yeah, gosh! If only Apple Music song? worked, we could figure out what it what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they gave me a playlist um, full of uh, of Christian children songs the other day, and I'm just like, no, come on! Sounds like my childhood. <laughs> it's like this is this is wrong on like multiple levels. Like, uh, I had a um, uh, oh, a Jewish friend who was sent by mistake by his parents to a. Uh, orthodox christian camp oh that's fun <laughs> they didn't oh, know and there was no, no phone oh my god and uh they did oh, prayers no. it was it wasn't just like a christian this was like orthodox like this was serious stuff it's like hardcore hard like serious business yeah that's... oh yeah yeah and there was no way for him to escape oh my god um and like you know they're like they were forcing people to like do all the prayers and say stuff and and pl- it wasn't just that it was a christian camp, but he didn't know any of this yeah so they probably expected awkward. he would know all that stuff yeah, beforehand yeah, yeah. So too people would get up and they yeah. would like say a prayer and he's like but i can't and so anyways he ended up with social anxiety i would imagine yeah it was a little bit (laughs) yeah i got abandoned at a bowling alley at summer camp once and that was fun but oh that's horrible too yeah it wasn't even summer camp it was like it was like you know town wreck and they took us to bowl it was like the first day and they took us to bowling and of course i being who i was ended up by the arcade machines instead of bowling and they didn't check, and I guess they just saw how many how many people said yes, and you know, fourth graders being fourth graders, people said yes for names that weren't theirs, and so right, or you took a stray someone else's child home with you. Guys. Yeah, well, it was a bus, so it was like it, they were just counting number counting heads on the bus. Oh, so goodness. finally, we like got through. This was like before cell phones and before answering machines, and like I guess we got through to my mom like what, right before she went out the door. It's like, could you come pick us up, please? so oh, that was my first that. and last day at that camp i was done after that i bet i bet <laughs> mm. 
I need to know this now. I know it bugs me, and it's not even in my head. Years. And honestly, I'm probably so far off from what it actually is. Uh, so this is literally what I'm doing. So I know where. Um, the person played. Uh, so it, it's a long story, but basically my coworker was talking to me after I had sang the song, my coworker was talking to me about how she had just seen a concert that he was in because her friend had asked her to go to the concert and she was trying to nicely say that she didn't want to go. But the way that she said it made the other person think that she was saying, yes, I will go. Oh, and by no. the time she was like realizing what had happened, the friend was already like super excited. Oh, so she just, decided to just go anyway oh, oh dear that's horrible <laughs> and hilarious <laughs> well i mean yes if you're a terrible twitter person then yes it's it's hilarious you were talking about about you today why <laughs> what um, did i do no 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 is this about uh, the wii u again uh, no it was about it was about mind things it was about being thoughtful now i'm I, I can't remember uh, what were we talking about? Well, because of course you are um, relatively famous at my work because what? you're the you're the uh, Canadian therapist who Micah interviewed. <laughs> that's that's that that's how, how you're known around work. That's hilarious. Yes. I'm like, yeah, Georgia. Doesn't she have red hair? Yeah, Georgia. <laughs> um, and they. It was so funny because to me, I don't hear. Um, I don't hear your Canadian accent. No. But yeah, I really yeah. don't. Um, because like you don't say a boot or I anything like that. Yeah, no, there's another podcast that I listen to, a Hearthstone podcast that that one of the hosts is Canadian. Mm-hmm. I can definitely tell like her accent much more than yours. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm from Quebec, and because of that, yeah. yeah, I think she's from like Toronto or something like that. So it's more of a more of like an Ottawa accent. She's so delightfully Canadian or something along those lines. I was like, wait, how'd you know? She's like, oh, her accent. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't hear any accent. I was interviewing um, a UFC fighter. Uh, His name is Rampage Jackson. And uh, I'm interviewing. It's going well. And then he's like, are you Canadian? And I'm like, yes. He's like, a boot. Oh, no. (laughs) And so he was very comfortable after that. But uh, he ragged on me the entire rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And you can't really say no to the UFC fighter, so. Right, yeah, that's no, probably not a good idea. No, he's brutish. <laughs> brutish. Brutish. Wait, British or no? no. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that terrible oh. joke. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as the last one. Thank you. I, I really, I just throw those out, A, to hear Brie groan, and B, because I want Steve to be proud of me, but no. No, instead, he tells me that I can't make dad jokes, so whatever, I posted man. A good, I posted a good one that Maureen gave me the other, today. But Did you? Yeah. Well, I was, because I was playing, uh, I was playing a shaman deck, so I said, oh, I, oh, I got to, you know, rank 14 with this shaman deck. So that's, not, that's nothing to be ashamed of. And so, oh. yeah. So I was uh, that that was See, tweetable. There you go. <laughs> that is tweetable. Okay. Outlander, by the way, is a great show. Oh yeah, Maureen's a, a Maureen's like Scottish addicted to guy. that. Oh yeah, you totally know why. Or you Outlander, should. cute yeah. Scottish hot. guy. It's, hot. it's like a romance kind of show. Yeah, it's it's not as much relevant to my interests. But, oh, yeah. hello, Sam. Yes, <laughs> Sam yes. Hugan. Yes, he's. He's got an outlander. I think Maureen got some sort of like an outlander, like Funko Pop figure or something like that. 
Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Oh. It's a good show. Oh. It's quite. Oh, hold on. I was just going through Google Images, and one of the headers says, and I quote, late night sexy post. Yeah. And a character in it is called Brianna? Oh, it's like they're reading my. It's calling you. It is. It is quite. It's like they picked um, up your diary. Oh. It's quite nice. There's a lot of nudity and sex in this, though. So if you are uh, not into that, don't watch it. But if you are. Oh, God. It's a good Georgia, show. I am filthy. <laughs> I'm to Christina and I talking about... Can I tell you the truth? I am in Vegas this week, and I just in front of a, a giant group of people, this is not a joke, started talking about the market for um, VR pornography. <laughs> I yes. just did that a few minutes ago. Right. So, yeah, go. I'm filthy. Okay, well, How do they this, react? This show, it's, it's a good show. Yeah. For all the right and wrong Yeah, reasons. yeah. Do you think I need to go to church more often? No. No? I think people should go to church as often as they want to. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. So you don't think I'm going to hell based on my uh, current actions? No. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, that that didn't sound very say. convincing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. That was like a, of course not. Because, so here is here is my base belief as a believer. Um I believe that it is my duty on this earth um, not only to make the most of what I've been given, so that is my life, um, any creativity that I might be gifted with, any talents that I might find that I have. Uh, so not only to make the most of all of those things, but more importantly, to spread love. And if you can't spread love, spread kindness to as many people as possible. Um, because I think that it is important to, um, to shine, um, like I kind of like a believer in, in energy and, and auras. And I think that if you see darkened auras around you, um, it should be part of your duty to, to, uh, stoke the fire and build those auras back into, um, into the bright light that they, that they deserve to be. And that frankly, they need to be. Um, and so I should go set Twitter on fire. Yes, do that. That would certainly create an aura. There's a lot of dark auras around me on Twitter. Yeah. You are, you are, um, you are, are spreading love and you are spreading kindness by fighting the fight that you're fighting. And so, uh, because of that, I think that you are doing, uh, what we've been put on this earth to do in my, uh, belief. And therefore there's, you know, you, you, you don't go around spreading hate or spreading, um, evil or anything like that. And, uh, so that means that you've got a place in heaven right along. Everybody else is doing, yeah. who's fighting the good fight. So that's yeah. right. That's right. If you want extra insurance, Bree, you just come over to Team Jew, and then we don't have hell. <laughs> oh I, I don't, Team look, Jew. Every time I've gone to Temple, like those people are awesome. Like I have loved Temple every single time I've gone. So yeah, no, uh, Team Jew. I I'm <laughs> hashtag Team that. Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can the next like, isometric shirt? Have, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our new logo. Yeah, Team that Jew. Be our new logo. <laughs> my my personal goal is to live long enough to see Final Fantasy thirty seven. That is my goal in life. Is that what you've been put on this earth to do? That is what I guess got to stay alive till Final Fantasy 37 comes out. Mm. And the day it comes out, what happens? I'm, I'm toasting. <laughs> just, 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 uh... just like those amiibos. Yep. 